Te Waiata Ngoi Ngoi, performed by the Pātia Māori Club. Fiction writer, feminist, gardener and baker, Renee, lives in Ōtaki, and from time to time people admire her beautiful gardens at her home. But there's a lot to admire about the 80-something-year-old, her writing, for starters. She wrote her first play, Setting the Table, in the early 1980s, and since that time her works are extensive, from writing for the theatre to television, radio and short story collections. Add to that a number of writing residencies she's picked up along the way. She was the Robert Burns Fellow in 1989. In 1995, she won the Waikato University Writers' Residency. In 2005, she won the Randall Cottage Residency in Wellington. And two years later, in 2007, the University of Otago's Children's Writer-in-Residence. Now, aside from her many accolades, Renee was a recipient at the recent Te Wakatoi Awards, which is why I caught up with her beginning here by talking about her name. Just Renee? Yes, that's, the, that's what I write under. All my novels are under Renee. Yes, that's, that's one of my questions, actually, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I wrote down. Yeah, yeah. So, so why, why, why just...? Well, I started in the 80s, um, and it was seen as a kind of hugely feminist kind of stand, but it really wasn't. It was just that I'd started writing plays and I wanted to just use the one name. And at the time, my plays were um, in the forefront of... Um, they were just different to everyone else's. And I wrote about the Depression, I wrote about women, I wrote about battered women, all those kinds of things that had not been written about before. And so I was getting um, a bit of talk about me in the papers and I had three sons. And so I thought, well, I'll just be Rene. And then, like, if the newspapers give me a hard time, it won't matter. It won't matter to them. So, I, so that's why I did it. Um, and it, and it's, I've got so used to it. I mean, I get letters all the time just addressed to Renee. The bank mm. recognises checks just on... Yeah, I mean, wow. that was a hell of a surprise yesterday when I got here and they were calling me Mrs Taylor. I didn't know who they were talking to. <laughs> um, I mean, I, of course, I, uh, and when I was teaching, I get called Renee. My students call me Renee. Um, yeah, mm, it's my name. So, So legally it is... Because the bank, if the bank recognises... Oh, yes, then people would... recognise it. It's yeah. simply that when I have to sign a contract, I write R.G. Taylor. Uh, but everywhere else, um, yeah, I, I just like it. That is so amazing because with Māori, we kind of like recognise a surname. Yeah. Oh, you're a Murray from there. You're a, a Taylor from here. You're yeah. a, a love from Gisborne. I know. Yes, I know. It it sort of goes against, and and um, it's not that um, acceptable, really, in any kind of world. A lot of people care about their second names, and it's not that I don't care. It's just that this has been. It's my working name. It's my professional name. I'm a writer, so yes, mm. yes, yes. Of course. Um. So, Renee. Um. You came to writing, I was just reading a few notes about you, at, at, at quite quite late in your life. Yeah, I came to writing plays, but I had been writing uh, in my 30s. Um, I had always wanted to be a writer, and I had three kids and no money. Uh, but 
writing in those days anyway. Uh, if you had a pen and paper, you could do it, which was cheap. <laughs> and my then husband got me a secondhand typewriter. And I, st- I looked at what was being published in newspapers and magazines. And I worked and worked and and I got accepted. I had, my articles started to be accepted and uh, stories, short stories. I joined the Hawke's Bay Women Writers um, branch, uh, the branch of the New Zealand Women Writers Society and had things published. And While being a mum? Yeah, yeah. Staying home yeah. mum and writing yes, during the night? I, no, no, no. Look, I used to, I, that, that was why I bought, I bought a timer so that I had the timer at the table and the kids would be playing in the backyard with all their mates. Yeah. And I had I sort of set the timer for every 15 minutes. <laughs> to go so and I'd check on the kids. I'd, I'd go and check. You've got some kids playing I, in the background. <laughs> I get very, very focused and, uh, yes, very, very intent on what I'm doing. So I And I still use the timer. If I'm going anywhere, like yesterday, I knew I had to leave at 2 o'clock and I'd done all the packing. It was in the car. And I thought, I'll just sit down at the computer. And I thought, no, set the timer or otherwise I'll be, they'll be waiting for me here and I won't be here. Is that because you get lost in, in, in um, writing, and essentially? No, I have, a, I have a really good ability to concentrate. And so, like, if there's noise outside, roadworks or something like that, um, I'm over the road from the Wananga and I live next door to Napurapura oh, in yes. Otaki. Yep. And so there's, you know, a lot of traffic coming and going and it never never worries me around about four o'clock in the afternoon I suppose I'd start to notice it but that just means I've done enough work for the day really and um, yeah so is that how you set your day Renee nine to four writing um, or is it just very... I write all the time I don't I I might get up um, I shower have breakfast look at the emails answer mm-hmm. them and then I'll start and it's not like it's hard. It's not like I don't want to, that I have to drag myself. It's not myself. a chore. No, just, not at all. Yeah. No, not at all. And since I started the website... Um, Wednesday bus. Yeah, I've yep. got to... I sort of set aside time at the beginning of the week for that and because I hadn't realised, of course, quite how much time it does take. And that's fun. That's been just great. And, yeah, so much... Fun and yeah. Such so Wednesday people. busk is 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 your blog. Yeah, it's where... my yeah, and where I have um, uh, interviews with writers, with other writers. I have a, a new poem up there every Wednesday from really good poets around New Zealand, and the chapter of my book every week. I thought if Charles Dickens can do it, so can I. He used he put up you know um, in his day it was in the newspapers. He put up a chapter a week, and when I thought about doing this, I thought, "Well, if he can do it, I can do it." So, and now, of course, with modern technology, it's a blog. Renee, what are the um, the biggest lessons that you've learnt as a writer, and what has your craft taught you? Well, my mother taught me to read, and she taught me to work. And writing is hard work, so I was already trained to that. So that's never been a problem. The thing I've learned from writing, apart from you know learning how to do it and hopefully getting better, is um, writing saves us, saves me. Um, for example, when I knew when I'd been diagnosed with breast cancer, 
Um, I didn't know, nobody knew really how um, severe it might be or what I had to look forward. And there was a month between the diagnosis and the operation. And fortunately, I had a writing job to do. So I had to get up every morning and work. And it just save, saved me. I didn't, like for some hours, I didn't have to worry about what mm. the future might hold. And... Because it wouldn't take it, you away from your reality. If you're in heartbroken a, in a or if you're worried or sad or unhappy about something, it saves you. It saves me anyway. Amazing. Um, how do you feel about being a recipient at these I'm magnificent absolutely awards? absolutely astounded. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm very honoured and I feel hugely pleased. And one of the things that makes me really wonderfully pleased is that they've acknowledged teaching and mentoring. You know, I've had, I've had other awards in my life and for writing, and this is the first time anyone's acknowledged the value of teaching and mentoring, and, um, and I just feel so proud of that. I really, really do. So, yeah, I'm very exhilarated by it. Renee, we didn't actually start off, but could you please tell me a bit about uh, where you grew up? I, I was born in Napier yes. uh, um, to um, Rose and Stanley Jones. Rose was from Wairau, um, Kahununu, and, um, but she was of the generation that didn't want her children to be involved in anything Māori. She thought Pākehā, um, you, you know, you had to yes. just be like that, like Bud Bridges' mum. There's a few of us around. And my father was Pākehā from Gore, and um, when I was four, he shot himself. And so my mother was left with three kids and... And struggling because mm. the job that he had went, the house we had went with the job with that the he job, had. Right. So she had to find a room and the four of us lived in a room and she looked after us. That's the way she taught me to, to read. And yeah, so things were hard. And um, But she, you know, he thought, Mm. Bravery has many resting places, and it rested on her as well. Uh, she wasn't a hero in the sense of, you know, going out to war or doing anything like that, but she was a hero, and she kept us three together, and mm. and she died at 42, so she didn't mm. really have time to see us um, sort of get established and yes. stuff. Mm. So with mum having wanted the uh, the kids essentially to grasp more the park here yes. world, it was, that would have been difficult without... Your dad there? Well, it was, and we lived in a Pākehā community, and it was very, very difficult. Um, yeah, uh, I was introduced to prejudice at quite a young age, although I wouldn't have—I didn't know what that was. But when I went to school, the first day that two of the teachers were standing at the top of the steps, and one said to the other, "Pretty little thing, pity she's so dark," and I had never realised that there was anything wrong oh with that. Gosh. Um, and I, I, it didn't actually upset me because I was just more puzzled than... Right, you were just... I didn't really understand confused. what they were... what they meant. Mm -hmm. um, but I've had the same thing from 
I mean, I'm too pale for salmon. Too light for salmon. Yeah, too dark yeah, for others, you're very you know fair. I mean. hey, hey. You're based in Otaki now. Yeah, That's, I am. What an hour I, drive away from Wellington. Yeah. So I, I lived in. I've lived all over the place, everywhere in New Zealand, practically except Christchurch, every city, and. I lived in Lower Hart, and then I came to Wellington. I had an apartment on the terrace, and then I just had a longing for a garden again. And yes, so because in the blog you say things like, um, "I write novels, plays, non-fiction poetry, and I blog about anything, but often about what I'm reading about what I'm reading about DVDs, but how my garden's doing and what I'm cooking or baking." I oh, yes, oh, I'm a cook cool. too. Yeah, yes, yeah. So, uh, I can't get out of the habit of having my tins full. <laughs> and although I'm the only one, you know, I, I hand them on to friends and things, so it's all right. So Yortaki, the place, I've got a little wee front unit and there was no garden or anything, but the soil's good and I've put a lot of compost on it and now it, it blooms. And people who go past, there's an old woman who goes past, well, I should talk, um, uh, who, she's 93, about, you know, eight, nine years older than me. And she's on a walker, and she and she goes to Napurapura for um, exercises nice. on Tuesdays yeah. and Thursdays. And she walks, and she stops, and looks at the garden, and she smiles. Even if I'm not there, she you know if I'm not working mm. out there, she smiles. And I think this is this is why I make gardens. Mm. But, you know, this is you give pleasure not just to yourself. So Otaki people have been quite interested in the progress from nothing to something. So they're kind of keeping a keen eye on your garden. <laughs> well, they stop and talk to me and they comment on things. Kei tuatuki tērā, Renee, nō Thank you so much for your time. Kia ora. Kia ora.